Hello, and welcome to From the Newsroom, a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. The following are articles from the Monroe Evening News, forerunner to the Monroe News, from January 1920. The new year was welcomed in Monroe by a man, a hip-hip-hooray. The hip-hip-hippers were out in droves, and by the time the whistles shrieked and the bells rang, they were in a joyous mood. However, according to the police, it was a lawful and orderly celebration, and everyone was as happy as they should be on such an occasion. The factory whistles shrieked and the church bells rang as they never did before, and judging from the crowds that attended the churches, theaters, dance halls, and restaurants, the entire town stayed up to see Old Father Time laid away for the 1919th time. Watch night parties were held in many homes, and it is doubtful whether a new year was more enthusiastically welcomed. The midnight service at St. Paul Methodist Episcopal Church was exceptionally well attended. The service marked the opening of the Methodist campaign to secure one million converts during the next six months. Full 200 young people attended the J-Hop at the Knights of Columbus Hall. The hop was given by the juniors of Monroe High School. It was one of the most brilliant affairs held in Monroe. Raw rat skins that brought seven cents each now bring nearly $3.50 as a result of American women going wild over furs. The Monroe muskrat trappers are reaping a harvest, and instead of being forced to live in old shacks, they are now in a position financially to dwell in mansions and sport the highest-priced automobile. The largest rat deal in the history of Monroe was closed Friday when the S. Silberman & Sons Furriers of Chicago, through R.S. Howard, purchased 2,400 muskrat pelts from the Point Millay Shooting Club, of which Alva Story is the manager for $10,000. Two other fur concerns, the Manzinger Company of this city and Sloman of Detroit, also submitted bids for the Point Millay rat pelts, but Silberman's bid was the highest. The skins were shipped by Express to Chicago Friday morning. The Point Moulet Shooting Club is made up of six members, all of whom are experienced trappers. The shooters are getting a good price for the meat of the rats as well. They are bringing as high as 25 cents apiece, and the provision dealers in the larger cities are buying them in large quantities. Mr. Howard said 25 cents apiece for the meat of a rat is a good price. There is not much meat to a rat, being mostly bone, and it takes a number of them to make a good mess. At 25 cents apiece, they are more expensive than chicken. The Fellow Craft Club, which was recently organized and which boasts membership of fully 125, may take over the big armory building located at the corner of South Washington and 2nd Streets. Although the deal has not yet been closed, the indications are that the property will soon fall into the hands of Monroe's newest club within a short time. Should the Fellow Craft Club take over the property, the various Masonic lodges will continue to use the building as heretofore, but a number of improvements will be made, the drill floor being suitable for dancing purposes and the club quarters being provided for. The armory was built by what was known as the Armory Association in 1880 at a cost of about $18,000. The association was originally made up of 65 members, but when the association turned over the property to the Temple Association about two years ago, it only had 17 members. An Italian Catholic church to be established here, edifice to cost about $18,000 to be erected in fast-growing 3rd Precinct. It will be erected in what has become known as the Liberty Court, situated on Kentucky Avenue in the 3rd Precinct. And a letter has been received from retired Reverend Michael J. Gallagher, Bishop of the Detroit Diocese, stating he would assign an Italian priest here as soon as the edifice is completed. The foundation for the new edifice, which will be constructed of stucco and of Gothic style, has already been completed, and as soon as cold weather vanishes, work constructing the upper portion of the church will be started and rushed to completion as rapidly as possible.
The need of an Italian Catholic church in Monroe has been apparent for some time, but it remained for Sam Insignia, who was one of the wealthiest and best-known Italian residents in Monroe, to make it possible. When he opened Liberty Court, he made provisions for a church, and he is bending every effort to make it completed by early fall. Not only did he furnish the site, but he is supporting the project very heavily financially. Daniel Duval has the contract for the building of the edifice, which will have a seating capacity of nearly 700, a width of 42 feet, and a depth of 105 feet. Bishop Gallagher said the organization of an Italian parish has my full approval. I am very glad you have taken to get the people together and secured a proper site for a new church. I hope that all the Italians in Monroe will take a lively interest in the building of the new parish and help generously according to their means. That Dean Spencer, superintendent of the public schools, favors a longer school year was made known at the beginning of the Board of Education. Mr. Spencer states that he was in favor of having from 42 to 46 weeks of school instead of 40, which is now in vogue. If I had my way about it, I would have school all year round, said Mr. Spencer. We have investments of $400,000 in school equipment in this city, and I can't see why it should lay idle for three months or more during the year. Monroe to get another new paper industry. The company will do business under the name of Monroe Paper Products Company. It will be incorporated for $350,000 as soon as that amount of common stock is subscribed. The Denzer building recently vacated by Monroe Corrugated Box Company and located at the corner of 2nd Street and Kentucky Avenue has already been taken over by the new company. The common stock is quoted at $10 a share. The plant will be in full operation by the forepart of the coming fall. Fully 100 people will be given employment. The new company will make folding paper boxes. A typical way down east snowstorm struck Monroe at an early hour this morning and as a result, these snow plows and snow shovels are being worked overtime. The steam and electric trains were somewhat delayed during the earlier hours of the day. The youngsters who have sleighs were out bright and early, and they're having the time of their young lives. And finally, here are a few good ways for those who have Canadian money to get rid of it without it being discounted. Place it in the church collection plate, the telephone pay station, or slip it to the waiter or any others who accept tips for services rendered. Everybody is doing it, and they're getting away with it. Waitresses and help of all kinds receiving tips for services have had practically nothing else offered them but Canadian money for several days. They do not complain, however, since the tips are generous and they can afford to stand the discount. You just heard some of the headlines from January 1920 as told in the Monroe Evening News. For today's headlines in audio format, listen to Monroe in a Minute, a production of the Monroe News and Monroe Public Access at noon, 3 and 6 p.m., Mondays through Fridays at Rewind 94.3. Audio production by Paula Wethington for the Monroe News. This has been a podcast production of the Monroe News in Monroe, Michigan. Find us online at www.monroenews.com, on social media at Screen Name Monroe News, and in print seven days a week.